the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Bessie. It's a hot one. It is a hot one. It's hot in here, isn't it? It's not. I don't think it's too bad in here, but boy, outside, it is. Mm -hmm. The sun is bringing it. Yep. Doesn't seem to bother the lantern flies, does it? No, I did uh, squash several today. Coming in. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I in get, Oakland, yeah. I squashed some. I got out of my car. In between my car and the front door, easily 10 or 12. Okay, do you worry that our basest impulses have been let loose in our, like, that... Our bloodthirst? Yes. Our bloodlust, I think is what they would call it. No. You don't think so? No. I, I feared it today. <laughs> like, what, like... Well, I was like just, you're on a killing spree. Exactly. I, I don't was, think I was so. walking through Oakland and I, I kept like stepping, smashing them all. And I thought, what is this about me? That's just like uh, it's been loosed and the authorities are continuing to, you know, sure to make me feel good about myself I mean, I as I kill more and more and more. And I think, no, something about this makes me nervous. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think you've fallen off a cliff. Thank you. Right. We're, we're saving the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what we're doing. I know. There's right. a lot of yeah. ways I'm saving the what planet. The hey, a nice long holiday weekend. Hope oh, you had a good one. I, you know, mm-hmm. I did very little. So did I. And I enjoyed it. I felt so good. At one point, uh, I was sitting in a chair and I thought, my bum hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, <laughs> you know, you know, what I mean? you, you you, know you the get too that much feeling. sitting problem. And you kind of go, oh, that, there's a sign right there. Yeah. Right. I better get mm-hmm. up and, <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. And your bum hurts. Right. So. We had big news in our family this weekend. Hey, 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 hey. Tell us. My daughter, Katie Rose, is getting married. Holy smokes. Yes, she is. Katie Rose. Thank you, That's sir. That's right. Our fan is excited. Excellent. First one. That's right. Walking down the aisle. Walking down the aisle. Go, Katie Rose. Very exciting. Katie Rose and? Joey. Joey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Never had a son before, John. No. Well, welcome. I never right? had. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he cleans up after himself. He's very neat and tidy. Is he? Mm-hmm. Raised well. Okay, mm-hmm. good, Joey. Good. So we had a fun weekend celebrating that, John. Nice. And the wedding? The wedding is in June. Next June. Yeah. All right, good. Plenty of time to get used to things. Will there be chaos ensuing? Are you directing the wedding? No. No. The mother of the bride? No. Staying out of it? Staying out of it as much as I possibly can. Excellent. I'm going to buy my own dress. And that's it. Show I mean, up? I'm sure there'll be some other things. Oh, yeah, some yeah. duties, right? But I'm not going to be, I am not in charge of this yeah, that's event. so good. Nope, nope, Very, nope, very sane of you. Nope. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Coming up on today's program, uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, our friend the Reverend Terry Tim mm. will be back with us today. We'll talk about our labor in the Lord. Um, that seems like a very lofty topic. So to bring things back down to earth, we're talking about uh, the Rolling Stones set to release their first album in 18 years. You've got to be kidding me. I like it so much. You've got I mean, they're in their 80s, right? kidding me. It's so cool. I mean, what's that going to sound like? Oh, look, Paul McCartney's 82. Ringo Starr's 83. Oh, my gosh. So, 
When you look at those guys, despite their excess. Mick looks terrific. He does. He really does. Look at Ringo. Ringo's 83. I have not seen him recently. He looks terrific. Okay. Other than him dying his hair. How is that possible? With the hard living. They go to the gym. Okay, they're vegans and they're going to the gym now. Yes. But for about 30 years. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe like, you know, by the, well, the Stones were different. But the Beatles, probably by the late 70s, don't you think? I was reading about them. They go, well, John stopped doing heroin, yada, yada, yada. I mean. Right. Now, I think that. I mean, I think the stones are pretty hard charged. Say what you will. They're okay. pickled. They're pickled well. We're going to talk about that. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, um, an opinion piece in today's Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. says that the U.S. is the most troubled nation on earth, <sighs> except for all the others. Good. Very interesting I'll perspective. That. Yes. That's at 435. Um, and also, a ship that sank in 1881 in one of the Great Lakes was found intact, and it is filled with cool stuff. The cruise belongings. Super cool China, silverware, stuff. books. All that's very cool. That is just a little bit of what you can expect on today's right. Right now. Feels like a Tuesday show, even I mean, though it doesn't... Doesn't feel like a Tuesday? Well, it's kind of like a weird week, right? Because it well, really feels like Monday, but it is really actually Tuesday. Right. I was wondering why we weren't talking to Greg Clugston today. Nope, and then I realized Monday. it wasn't Monday, which is why we weren't talking it to him. It is Tuesday. I miss him, though. I do. We love him. Okay. All right. Uh, there's that. Yeah, so, and I have some news. Speaking of Greg Clugston and the news, without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. What is that? Is that supposed to be the Choir of Angels? Yes, it is. For Tuesday, September 5th, 2023, number one. President Biden, John, awarding the Medal of Honor this afternoon to 81-year-old retired Captain Larry Taylor, a helicopter pilot during Vietnam who flew hundreds of missions and risked his life. Uh, Taylor, listen to the story. First lieutenant in 1968, when he deployed in support of a patrol surrounded by the enemy, he braved intense fire. Uh, Taylor and his wingman made low-level attack runs. Uh, but as they neared the end of their ammunition, Taylor heard that the patrol had been canceled. So they were just going to have to leave the guys there. What? They were just going to have to give them over to the enemy. And Taylor said, not on my watch. So he fired his remaining minigun round, mini rounds, used his landing lights to draw enemy attention, and landed his helicopter under heavy fire with, quote, complete disregard for his personal safety. Hmm. Took the soldiers aboard himself before moving them to a safe location. The president said today that Taylor rewrote the stories of the four men he saved for generations. Excellent. That is a really exciting story. You can read more about it at CBS News, the Medal of Honor, the highest honor given to members of the military. Number two, speaking of the military, a Russian military pilot who defected to Ukraine last month said he flew his MI-8 helicopter low over fields with its transponder off to evade detection by his home army. This was cat. This was planned over months with Ukraine's military intelligence agency, and it was capped off by him flying 30 feet above the air. Can you imagine seeing a helicopter fly at 30 feet? Holy smokes. Holy heck. Anyway, Captain Maxim Kuzminov said today he reached out to the intelligence agency late last year after months of lamenting the Russian invasion of Ukraine. He said, quote, when everything started, there were tears, suffering, fear, and a question, why is our country 
doing this? Why do we need this war? And then he said, I understood at that time it was a crime and I simply would not take part in it. Really, uh, it's another lengthy story worth your read in today's Wall Street Journal. Number three. A high-risk warning for dangerous riptides remained in effect today for the Jersey Shore after a series of drownings and rescues occurred at beaches over the weekend. Did you read about this? Yes. Three swimmers died from drownings over the holiday weekend on the Jersey Shore. There were many other rescues that had to happen. A 22-year-old man died Sunday at Beach Haven in Ocean County uh, in Belmar, New Jersey, which is where I vacationed at bunch of times. Um, five swimmers rescued Sunday from the rough surf. One pulled from the water, uh, pronounced dead at a hospital later on. Uh, all of these people suffered from tough surf and a rip current. Um, one surfer, Stephen Hauser, is a former U.S. Marine. He went and rescued somebody who was caught in a riptide and he said, I've been in these currents before. It's scary. Your first instinct is to panic. And he said, I've never experienced one like I saw today. Those are just a few of the people who died this weekend or who were rescued. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, you can read more about it at ABC News, but it just makes me never want to go in the ocean again. We just got to respect the ocean. I mean, I, yeah, but re- respecting the ocean, you're still going to end up in a riptide. You can respect the ocean as much as you want, but if a riptide comes along, you're in it. Get up to your knees. And number four, remember that woman got bit by the sh- bitten by the shark mm-hmm. when she was up to her knees? There's no safe place. Stay in the pool. Number four. Coco Goff dealt just fine with the heat and humidity today. Um, she reached the U.S. Open semifinals for the first time. She defeated 2017 French Open champion Ostapenko 6-zip 6-2 this afternoon. Goff is 19 years old. She's from Florida and the first American teenager to reach the final floor, four at Flushing Meadow since Serena Williams beat her sister Venus in 2001. Whoa. And that's your top four. Okay, four. so there's an American resurgence. How about that? Like She's that. an exciting, exciting player. Very nice. When she started the game today, the temperature was 90 degrees on the court. The humidity was at 55%. And at the break before the second set, she sat on the sideline with a white towel packed with ice around her neck. Wow. I wonder how long they played. That's from CBS. Hours and hours. Well, hour. not too long, probably. It was just two sets. Good. Okay. That's so probably quick. not that long. Very nice. But congratulations to her. She plays again on Thursday, by the way. I'd like to see her. All right, I'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to go to Maui, Mercy on Maui, Howie, Hawaii Church's Lament and Serve. That's next to the ride home. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Pastor Greg Laurie says there's a time for prayer, and then there's a time for action. This week on A New Beginning, he'll point out the importance of moving ahead as we serve the Lord. He says, don't get stuck in neutral. It's hard to steer a parked car. Tune in for more encouragement this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. If you owe $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. 
That's tax to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kirk and Odie at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 40-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term life insurance may only cost you about a 100 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-352-9239. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term Term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-352-9239. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-352-9239. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life insurance, call 800-352-9239. 800-352-9239. Or BigLou.com. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day, built upon the foundation of God's Word from pre-K through graduation. I think we can all agree that Eden Christian Academy has done a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for our faith. But now it is time for us to make the decision to plant our roots in the Lord. I will forever thank God for the teachers, coaches, friends, and mentors from Eden who have poured into my life and the community that surrounded me and helped me find my faith. Eden Christian Academy, building his kingdom one life at a time. Fall enrollment is open now at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Seraph, no. Thank you. Sarah Thank you so much. back with us. Senior writer and Faith at Work editor for the Gospel Coalition. Sarah, we're glad you're here. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good See, to be back. See, I thought I was going to do a good job with your name, and then I screwed up Sarah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sarah's not the problem in Sarah's three names. No, Sarah's not. the easy part, and that's what I fumbled. That's why it depended upon you. I said, Kath, please bring Sarah in. And I said, oh, sure, and then oh. I messed it up. Sarah, I apologize. <laughs> All is well. It's always an adventure, you guys. You didn't you didn't think about dating somebody by the name of Smith or Jones or anything? What was wrong with me? I clearly did not think that went all the way through. That's Love all right. will find he, its way. He must be worth it. Yes, he is. He is, I guess. <laughs> Sarah, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're glad you're here because Maui, especially now, is still in the news cycle. And you're always kind of worried, like, you know, cataclysmic events like this. Things will fall away and people will lose interest or just not not be aware of things. Yeah. And another thing I always think of is, boy, is God even there? Every time there's a big disaster, you think, is God even looking at that? Does he even care about what's happening there? Um, Yeah. So it's been good to take a closer look. Yeah. So they're still looking for more than 380 missing persons. Um, I mean, that's hard to get your head around. 2,000 acres are still on fire. Um, talk about what it, what the unknowns are in Maui. Yeah. Um, so right now they have a confirmed death toll of 115, which means they've found bodies or parts of bodies from 115 different people. Only 58 of those have been identified as a victim. Wow. So they still have a lot of people that they are, they're not sure yet who this is who this is. Um, And of course, they also have this list of 385 people who are missing. So clearly some of those are going to be those bodies. Um, Some of those are are maybe people who got 
are in a shelter somewhere, got lost along the way. And some of them, I think, are going to be bodies that we'll just never find. There was a lot of people in the water. Um, the fire was extraordinarily hot. Is it possible there just aren't remains left to be found? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Right. So when you think about that, I mean, there you are in Maui. There are people that uh, believers and non-believers, but they're all God's children. I mean, no stranger to fires. You've mm-hmm. talked to people on the ground, Sarah. Uh, tell us a story there. Yeah, so I talked to a bunch of pastors, about three pastors who lived there, um, and they said when they first heard the news, they were so surprised. I mean, Maui gets a lot of fires, so they weren't surprised that there was a fire. They were just surprised at, like everyone else, at the intensity of it and that it destroyed so much um, land and took so many lives. I mean, these are thousands of people who can't return to their homes. Um, and on a, the whole island only has 165,000 people on it. So even with a t- destroying a town of this size, it affects everybody. So everybody knows somebody who is there. Um, so it's much more like a small community. So they really felt that. Another thing I was um, surprised at when I talked to them is they said, you know, we didn't see any boots on the ground, any guys in camo for the first three days. And so um, what happened instead was the, the pastor's, um, started realizing, hey, we're going to have to bring in supplies ourselves, which they did. So these, one of these guys um, just started sending out Instagram posts and saying, hey, here's the things that we're hearing we need. We need diapers. We need um, you know, hygiene supplies. We need food. We need water. And then because the roads were closed into Lahaina, because they were, there were still fires and the, the police had those roads closed down for safety, what these guys did is put stuff on boats or on a, even on an airplane, and they'd fly over the mountain or they'd just swing around the island on a boat. And that's how they got supplies in for those first couple of days. Mm. Wow. I mean, for those of us, you know, I've never been to Hawaii, uh, specifically not Maui either, but it's just seems like the paradise on earth, right? It's the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a vacation capital. Until it's not. Right, until it's not. And um, yes. so looking, you know, hearing the stories, reading uh, the words that you put in the Gospel Coalition, it just made me, it, it's just incredibly sad um, to think of what has been suffered and what's unknown. So uh, tell me about the, the part that lament plays in how mm-hmm. the pastor's, that you talk to um, and how their congregations are thinking about what's happened as pastors preach. Yeah. Yes. Um, So you're right. Um, So one thing they told me is that that initial hump is pretty much over. Like everybody's got the food and water they need. People are placed in shelters. So that pretty quickly they got over the immediate physical needs of people. I said, what's going to take a really long time is those emotional needs, because like we just said, everybody knew somebody who was there. Everybody had visited there at some point in time. They knew the the town. They knew the people. They knew the culture there. So this is like a whole island is lamenting this together. Mm. Um, It's going to take a long time. So definitely they just um, um, the pastors focused on lament in their sermons over those first few weeks. But they also asked for copies um, from Crossway of Mark Rogop's book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, which is a book that takes you through the Psalms on lament. Um, So you can think about things like, yes, you're grieving. You're honest before the Lord. This is terrible. This hurts. This, you know, this is awful. And then also brings you to, as the Psalms do, um, a place where you're telling your soul, but rejoice in the Lord. But God is faithful, but he's doing something even when you don't know it. Hmm. So guiding their people back through that. So. Yeah, they're going to hand out Crossway sent them. They've got them already. They've got 350 copies of this book that they can hand out when they're handing out generators and building supplies and 
um, the other physical supplies that they're able to give away. Wonderful. I mean, you can't imagine, right? I'm sure unless you've gone through it, what it will be like to essentially mm-hmm. hit the reset button on your life and to start over with nothing. Yeah. And because they're in Hawaii, it takes forever for them to get resources because, you know, you have to fly it over there or ship it over there. It takes a long time and it's expensive to do that. So they said, oh, we just know the road we're looking at is such a long, long path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of, Sarah, is what can they expect? Do they have any idea, practically speaking, what's to come? I think it's just going to be years and years. I think they're already fighting. If you look at any of the headlines, they're fighting over not only who is re- was it the electrical company who's right. responsible sure, for sure. the fire, but also like who gets to decide how this land is rebuilt. Um, the people who are living in this town were not wealthy, and so um, there's concerns over like, will someone come in and offer them a, a payout? Right. You know, hey, I'll buy this land from you now and develop it. Um, which, you know, that's a choice they would have to make. Um, but if they don't do that, then how do you, you know, how does a person without a lot of resources rebuild and take a long time? And there's just so many questions of um, of what's going to actually happen to the physical space. Yeah, and, and that's what's a really weird, interesting sort of sidebar to this story, Sarah, that as soon as this happened, all of a sudden the Internet was, you know, awash a with conspiracy theories, right? Uh, The blue houses survived or Oprah and the rock are behind this and all these like, you know, fantastical things, which uh, Mm -hmm. you look at and kind of think, is there any truth to any of this stuff? But you got to sort of sift through all of this to find out about, you know, people's human suffering and their wants and needs. Yes. Um, I don't think Oprah was behind any of this. I think it's pretty clear what happened here, but I do think it's as with any disaster, it's a place, it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity um, for generosity, it's, but it's also an opportunity for people to take advantage. And we live in a sinful world. And so certainly already there's warnings of, you know, like, hey, look out for these scams. Um, as I was doing mm-hmm. research into this, they're already warning, the Hawaiian government's already warning, like these are the scams that we're seeing come through already. Um, and so there will certainly be people who are trying to take advantage. That's Sarah Ekoff Zilstra. She's the author of Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age, also editor of Social Sanity in an Insta World, which I like to get a little bit of. Sarah, uh, always a pleasure to have you. We're glad you could uh, kind of keep this at the forefront of our minds. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be here. Always our pleasure. The Gospel Coalition online. Check it out. I mean, daily great resources, articles, prayer, you name it. The Gospel Coalition. We'll take a quick break. Come back. I'll tell you a story about a schooner. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There is still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business 
business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet... MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit TalkAboutVaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Patchy clouds tonight, warm and humid, low 68, partly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Possible danger of dehydration and heat stroke doing strenuous activities, the high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm with a thunderstorm, the low 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, humid, a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. So uh, technology has allowed people to unveil mysteries that have been hidden for centuries. So cool, isn't it? What was that last week that there was a a time capsule that was revealed? Yeah, and it was a total disappointment. That was right. at West Point, I think. Yeah. Nothing in there, right? It was just a bunch of It was like embers. a couple coins. Right. Okay, well listen to this. A schooner that sank in Lake Michigan in 1881 has been found totally intact. Shipwreck hunters have discovered, I'm reading from Associated Press, shipwreck hunters have discovered the intact remains of a schooner that sank in Lake Michigan. So well preserved, it still contains the crew's possessions in its final resting spot, miles from Wisconsin's wow. coastline. Wow. The uh, ship is uh, called the Trinidad. It's 156 years old. It was found by using something called 
side scan sonar to hone in on its location. They had a pretty good idea where this was because the captain, when the ship went down, he marked it in the ship's logs. So as the ship sank, all nine crew members aboard got on a lifeboat. The only one who perished was the captain's dog. They left the captain's dog behind. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, built in 1867 by shipwright William Keefe, used primarily to ship grain, right? So grain mm-hmm. from one side of the country or one portion of, portion of the country to the other. But uh, it, it went through a catastrophic leak after it was passed through the Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal. I don't know where that is, Sturgeon. Uh, sank about 10 miles off the coast of, the, uh, of the, uh, Lake Michigan. Captain John Higgins and his crew of nine survived. Uh, they rowed for eight hours. After discovering the Trinidad in July, they um, went to an underwater archaeologist with the Wisconsin Historical Society who arranged for the site to be surveyed with an underwater vehicle that verified the vessel's remains. A three-dimensional model of the ship has been created to allow people to explore the site virtually. Uh, they are not saying whether they will go down and extract. They have to go down and extract. I wonder if they will. Well, it's There's very, no body to It's there. shallow. Yes. I mean, all the Great Lakes are shallow. Right. I mean, not shallow in regards to your swimming pool, but shallow in comparison to the ocean. Oh, heck yeah, right? Which is why the storms are so bad. So uh, crews' clothing, books, um, silverware, pottery, all that still exists. That's super cool. The house, you good. know, the one that sank in the Mon... The ship that sank in the Mon that you can, they're actually, remember the pickles are still there in the Heinz History Center? Yeah, still there. Yeah, I mean, they were able to get all sorts of really cool stuff out of there. Have you been to Lake Michigan? I spent a lot of time at Lake Michigan every summer when I was growing up. Was that summer's best? No. That was uh, a mission trip called uh, Children's Sand and Surf Mission. What did you do? Were you, a, so you, were you a child or were you a I start, counselor? See, I was a counselor, but I think I started maybe in seventh or eighth grade and went mm-hmm. all the way up through high school. For like a week a or week. two? A week. a week. And you go and do vacation Bible school on the beach for kids who are, whose families are on vacation. Oh, it's that's like a, cool. It's a method of outreach. I see. So it was very fun, but we always went to Lake Michigan. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Never. Oh, my gosh. It's no. beautiful. It is very cold. Upper Michigan, right? Yeah, it's very, the lake is very Water is very, very, very that's cold. That's but so here's fun. here's the thing it's fresh water. Yeah. And the surf, depending on where you are, is fantastic. What? Really? Yes. There's surf? Yes. And sand. Oh, that's cool. Like beach sand. Really? Not like the sand at Erie. But just cold in the water. But the water is very, very cold. Okay. All right. Well, happy hunting for all those uh, people out there. Exactly. After the break, we'll come back and have a conversation about the U.S. versus Europe. All you hear... Is well, you know, Europeans do it that way. Kind of like we make ourselves look like the appalling younger sibling. Why don't we do it like them? But we'll talk about how it's working for them. 101.5 WORD. Turning point with David Jeremiah. Knowledge and wisdom without love. Zero. Do you see how important this is? That's what Paul is doing at the front end of this chapter. He's telling us that this is the indispensable ingredient of our lives. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Power of Love, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. 
Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Now offering their Labor Day special of 15% off any new roof or siding replacement job signed in the month of September. Restrictions apply. Visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com or call 724-NEW-ROOF for details. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but they have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? right call. 724 New Roof. Oftentimes, if you listen to um, media, especially opinion media, there's always, um, not always, often a sense that if we would just here in America stop being so foolish and just pay attention to what they quote unquote do in Europe, then we'd be a lot better off. I mean, Europe's not exactly. you know, a bright and shining beacon, is it? So you don't think you don't get that feeling when you read media? Uh, no, I don't. I, oh, ju- I just okay. generally see, you know, um, Europe invaded is what, kind of what I've been reading. Hmm. Oh, here they come. Everyone's it's all crazy now. The, the purity of, of, of Europe has been invaded. Oh, yeah. That's what I would say that. Right. Because of immigration. Right. And because the problem with people seeking asylum, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, it's no surprise that you and I are reading different media because we try to do that. We do. It's, we like, do. it's a purposeful thing so that we're not all reading the same thing and getting all the same ideas. But the media I'm reading definitely leans toward uh, America is too conservative versus mm-hmm. Europe. Oh, that's interesting. And Europe is more liberated. Europe is more uh, embracing of different models of living, and we're stuck in our conservative, we love the past uh, situation. And if we really want to leap forward, we're going to have to be more like them. Right. 
Uh, there's a, an op-ed piece which kind of calls that into question today, though, by Gerard Baker, who's one of my favorite uh, opinion columnists in the Wall Street Journal. And he talks about his summer travels, uh, which took him to a place that really sounds like uh, a place I'd like to go. Uh, and, of course, the location is not what's important here. But I will tell you that he was at a villa on the shore of Lake Como in Italy. Oh, was he there? Yeah, it's the annual conference of the European House Ambrosetti, which is an Italian think tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, again, the that is ancillary to the point that he's trying to make. However, he said that there were a lot of people there, European business and political leaders, along with a good showing of Americans, including some lawmakers like uh, Senator John Toon, uh, Lindsey Graham, Democrat Bob Menendez. So it's something that that leaders in Western Europe and America are aware of and attend. You get to go to Lake Cuomo. Because who wouldn't want to go there? Anyway, uh, he said that the mood for the week was, quote, psychic gloom. Oh. Now, when I saw that, I thought that reminds me of America because we were exchanging articles this morning, uh, the three of us and some other people here at the station. And you said something that I thought was interesting. Do you remember what you texted? (laughs) I do not. Okay. I'm going to read it to you because I think it's... What was the article? uh, The article was on... uh, Hold on for a minute because now I have to go back and get it in my... Here we go. Uh, Americans are fleeing blue states in droves over taxes and crime. Illinois leads the pack. Your response was, quote, it's hard not to think this country is absolutely screwed. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that is what I would call a mood of psychic gloom. Yes. Right? Right? I mean, when you read those stories and you see people like leaving one state to go to another, that's that's a very severe reaction. It is. It is. I don't think I would ever do that. Look at how many Californians are fleeing are, to go to Texas. Exactly. Or fleeing right. to go anywhere right. outside of California. But I get, you get that, of course, if you're living. But who has how, the time and the money and the resources to, to pick everything up and start fresh? Exactly. So, so you're right. That That's a pretty severe reaction. And your reaction is we are so screwed is also a severe reaction. I would say so. Yeah. And but in this article, we're not alone. It's not just Americans who say, what is going on with the world? Europeans are saying the same thing. Listen to this. They're talking about Italy's demographic winter. Last year, the country reported a record low number of births, only 400,000. So that's seven new births and 12 new deaths annually per 1,000 people in Italy. So if that continues, the last Italian will be born in 2225. And the last Italian on earth would disappear in 2307. Oh, my gosh. That's what it means. That's how low the birth rate is in Italy. How about that? Now, it's not just Italy because Germans, and we know they're kind of notoriously gloomy. Uh, it says something about their natural national character, though, um, because they have this word called um, schadenfreude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. Right. That's like your melancholy. Mm. Right. You're kind of you're thinking about somebody else's misery. You know, you're kind of taking pleasure in somebody else's misery. But they have another word I've never heard of, which is called Weltschmerz. And that is a deep, world-weary melancholy. Hmm. So uh, they're calling themselves, the Germans are, the sick man of Europe. The Germans. Call yeah, are right. calling themselves that. Is this a new yep. tag? Really? Because their economy stagnating. Mm-hmm. They've recorded a formal recession. Uh, they have painfully high inflation. Years of dis- disastrously uh, environ- uh, disastrous environmental policies. If you remember, um, 
the former uh, chancellor, Angela Merkel, was so disturbed by what happened at Fukushima when the disaster happened in Japan, that she decided that nuclear power had to be ramped down in Germany. Like she was just not willing to go the same route and risk what happened in Fukushima. So she negotiated the gas treaty with Russia. So all they were going to get all the natural gas from Russia until because she thought she and Putin had a good relationship and she could trust him. Well, everybody thought they could, you know, trust Putin. It would seem world leaders did at different times. Anyway, he turned out to be untrustworthy and look what happened to the gas situation. Right. So Germans were really really up a creek. Okay, so then that 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 gloom, right? That Yep. I mean, we we talk about this. I mean, Europe is so old, right? So they've been tracking this along for maybe 800 years or 600 years. The ups and America the downs. 200 plus years, we are new to this embedded gloom in some way. I think so. It seems like every generation will say, oh, those were the good old days, like when they were little, when their parents were taking care of everything. And then when you grow up and have to be the generation that's taking care of everything, you think. Right. I remember when we first had kids, my mom said to me, boy, I'll tell you, I sure wouldn't want to be raising kids now. Yep. My mom said the same thing. That was 25 years ago. Right. Now, I was watching a documentary last night called Harlan County, USA, and it was about the coal strikes in Kentucky and West Virginia back in the 1960s. What struck me most about this was, of course, pre-internet, pre-sort of the rise of super television, and especially in Kentucky. These were really simple, and you know, and not to downgrade this. These were simple country people in some way, not a college graduate, I'm sure, in mm-hmm. the group. But what they said and how they said it, and the community around it, was deeply compelling. Now, of course, this was for a documentary film, but as they were there, they were at community meetings. The whole cunt, whole county was on strike, engaged for, for more than a year. So, how did they come together? and fight the big coal companies at the same time still able to put food on the table for their kids. It's a fascinating thing. People died in this coal strike. So much so that, you know, documentary filmmakers showed up and said, we've got to record this. So did that make you think that today we've all become dumber and we're not able to have those types of conversations? Exactly. That we are so, if I would say the word, impolite, we're so screwed. And I believe so because of the rise, of course, the boogeyman, which is the Internet and that, that whole thing. Which just, could, which had the potential to make us so much smarter. It's our worst common denominator. It is, the, uh, it's horrible. We'll never go back, of course, to what we thought we once were. Not to say that the good old days were always the good old days. But we are lacking community and the ability to rely on each other. I also saw something the other day, and somebody was in turmoil. My wife turned to me as soon as I thought it, and she said to me, and that's why you belong to a church. Mm. Because we support each other. Yep. We help each no other. No matter what. In our despair. Yep. And in Say our Say what you will about yep. the church. And of course, we'll and there are always a lot, have despair. Yeah, we, we, we talk a lot on the show about the feelings of the church, because it's hard to miss, because it's everywhere. But the church at its best- That's right. It's so irreplaceable. You have people around you who support you and know you and love you and will help you in those bad times and, of course, in those good times. Which is which brings me back to the, uh, the opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. I was thinking about the things that have afflicted Europe. 
that we watch. You know, we're talking about inflation. They're yeah. talking about, you know, especially the changes in Germany as far as manufacturing goes. You know, it's it's becoming a tech economy and sure. not a manufacturing economy. And what the are Germans good tech. at? Germans are good at manufacturing. Yep. So they're kind of having a little bit of an identity crisis, right? All those sorts of things add on to the secularization, which took hold of Europe before it took hold here. Yep. So I don't think you can look at these developments and this mood of gloom in Europe that Gerard Baker talks about without talking about secularization and without talking about the fact that people don't have children. They don't have children and they don't go to church. Right. And if they do have children, they have one where 50 years ago they were having four. Or, I mean, it's just, it's a it's a completely different environment. And so we call it, you know, or Gerard Baker calls it an undeniably bleak landscape. And I think we have brought that on ourselves. Did you see that thing over the weekend, the Matt Walsh uh, Twitter thing? No. You know Matt Walsh yeah, is, sure. right? Conservative so commentator. He posted uh, a young woman, she's 29 years old. This was like on a Saturday. And I'm not quite sure where this thread came from that he picked up on, because, of course, it's the Internet and it's especially Twitter. So there's a 29-year-old woman leaning into the camera, and she said basically basically this. It's the weekend. I have no plans. I'm not interested in going out. And I'm going to make myself a little recipe of something, and I'm going to catch up on my streaming. And she said, and when I see my – basically, again, this is all sort of you know, me interpreting. When I see my friends with children – they're busy, and they've got their own thing going on. But me, I'm content to be here in my home, alone, doing my own thing. Mm. Now, Matt Walsh posted that. It blew up the Internet. So much so that the following day, this woman, of course, saw this thing blow up. She had to go back on, make another video, and say, hey, wait a second. What, what's being said about me are deeply unkind. And just because I choose to live my life like this at 29, not having found my Mr. Right yet, doesn't mean that I'm sort of out of step with society. And how I choose to send my, spend my Saturday is my choice. Right, except that you put it all over the Internet she and did. made it everybody's Right. But it, the online trolls and those people pointing the finger right. of your life is unworthy because you right. haven't you're, chosen. You're, right, your life means nothing right. because all you care about is yourself and exactly. your TV. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that's, you're right, that is deeply unkind. Yeah, very much so. Right. And not necessarily true from her perspective. She's right. just saying, this is where I am at this point in my life. I'd like to do sure. this. This hasn't happened yet. Right. My However, hopes are it, is, it, isn't, it is undeniable that streaming has changed, and COVID, changed our view of what is entertaining for us. Entertaining used to be being out and about and interacting with people. Yeah. And now entertaining can often mean I'm alone Solitary. with right with a television in an imaginary world. Right. But given your druthers, I think most people need and want to be connected. I don't in know community. if that's true. Really? Nope, I, I do not. Lexi, do you think that do you think most people want to be connected? Want and need to be connected. I would say so, yeah. I think that's like, I feel like that was the big thing during the pandemic, right? Is that so that. many people wanted to be with each other and couldn't be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a natural thing to want to have that connection. Yeah. I believe that that's what people need, but I am less inclined to believe that that's what they want. 
they think well, because easier. I because I think it's easy to be by yourself in front of the TV. And that goes by week after week after week and month after month and a couple of years. And then you're like, what have I done for the last you, two years? I mean, forever and ever and ever. I mean, if that's the point of life, just hanging out by yourself. I think, well, if, if we're looking at the numbers of uh, relationships, marriages and children in Europe, not to mention, we've already talked about that and what it lo- the numbers are in Japan. I mean, that country's going to cease to exist a long time before Italy does. I think this is just a moment in time. I don't think it is. I do. And I think this will all sort itself out. Okay. I really do. Okay. I hope it does. Tired. I hope it does. That we're, we've, you'll have to, sooner or later, we'll reach an exhaustion level of this is it. This is enough. This, is, this can't be enough. I believe people will come back to church, too. I think there's a deep ennui. And I, I think it's worldwide. Well, I think it's just a moment, and we'll come back together again at some point. And I think the church has a great responsibility and opportunity to drive this, to show our best in community, as strange as the church can be. We all need each other, especially in Christ. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. Family owned and operated since 1984 and home of the lifetime workmanship and labor warranty and no money down. Call 724 New Roof or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com for details. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address, and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE.
Just because time marches on doesn't mean your skin has to. Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont helps you turn back the clock with Smooth Glow, the revolutionary age-defying non-surgical solution to sagging skin, sunspots, and fine lines. You'll see immediate long-lasting improvements in as little as one 45-minute treatment. Get the celebrity sought-after look without injectables. Defy your age at Chilled to Perfection, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Oliver Anthony. You know? Ollie. You know Oliver Anthony? Mm-hmm. Rich men north of Richmond? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he put out the video of his song, yeah. Richmond, North of Richmond. I just as I understand it, it was just a video, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it, boom, it became a huge hit. And then he had to do an audio, and then it was like at the top of the Billboard charts. So he's become a bit of a sensation, right? He was on Joe Rogan, was he last Thursday? Yeah, yeah. and um, how was that? It was excellent, is what it was. So Joe Rogan and him are talking, and. Uh, he, Oliver Anthony says, you know, um, my Christian faith is a a major cornerstone of my life. And Joe Rogan said, yeah, tell me more. He said, well, I I found a lot of peace from the book. And so then Joe Rogan asked Anthony about his experience reading the Bible. And um, Rogan said, what was the feeling that you have? What caused you to act to read the Bible? What was it like when you did it? And uh, uh, Anthony, he explained that it was a health complication and a moment of hopelessness after a visit to the emergency room that started him out reading the Bible. He says, quote, I just felt hopeless, like almost the way a child feels hopeless when, you know, you can't find your parents or something, like a four-year-old that can't find his parents. I was just like, I I didn't have anything left in me. I just decided, like, right then and there, like, I know I can't do this anymore, but I know that there's things I need to do. And I just told God, I was like, just let me do it, and and I'll give up all this junk. I'll give up the weed, I'll quit getting drunk, and I'll quit being so angry about things. So whether or not that happened, Anthony vowed that he would start over again and make God the focus. And so then the singer changed his perspective. He said he found wisdom in the Bible, some of which he shared with Joe Rogan. Quote, there's things it says, and I'll be very brief with this, he says, I promise. Ironically, it's Proverbs 4.20, which I thought you would like. Your selection, uh, the selection made Rogan, who is an outspoken fan of of weed, laugh. Read it, Rogan said. Preach. So Oliver Anthony said, okay, here, listen to this. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything that you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Mm -hmm. When that was done, Rogan said, Oh, That's pretty profound. Proverbs is like that, said Anthony. It's not preachy. It's not what you think. It's good guidance, like what a a father would say to his son. And so the conversation continued. 
But Joe Rogan got a little slice of the Bible from Oliver Anthony. You know, I think if more people who thought the Bible was dumb or useless or too old or out of date or whatever would read it, they would be surprised. I Do you think? think? Without what a doubt. about you? You didn't read the Bible. Did you read the Bible when you were growing up? No. Okay. No, it's kind of like what that thing that Oliver Anthony talks about, that happens to a lot of guys. Huh. What, you've got nothing. I mean, I've done one stupid, idiotic, stupid thing after another until I got nowhere else to go. Okay. And so you make a promise. I, God. And then it, you start. The, the, I think the stumbling block for a lot of people is people don't know where to start. How do I read mm, the Bible? Yeah. And what does it even mean? Right. But then if you've got somebody in your life, yes. a good guide. A friend. Right. If you have a community of people. break it down for a, you. A small group of people or something. And say, don't be afraid. Yeah. Here, do this. Somebody told me when I first started, read John. Oh, yeah. And I then read it again. And then read it again. And read it again. And then we'll talk. And that's what started it all. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey the choice in your healthcare with SRN News I'm John Scott United Airlines departures have resumed after being halted nationwide for a brief time because of a technology outage federal officials say United crews had been unable to contact airline dispatchers through normal means the Saudis tightened the screws on the oil-dependent West yet again. More from Rich Thomason. Saudi Arabia says it will extend its voluntary production cut of one million barrels of oil a day through year's end. The announcement comes as the kingdom has been unilaterally cutting its output in a bid to boost crude prices. The Saudis say they will monitor the market and could take further action if necessary. Benchmark Brent crude traded at $90 a barrel immediately after the announcement. Rich Thomason reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 88 points, but the NASDAQ is up 24. This is SRN News. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. 
parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care, here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-ROOTER2 today. Patchy clouds tonight, warm and humid, low 68, partly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. It's possible danger of dehydration and heat stroke while doing strenuous activities, the high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm with a thunderstorm, the low 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, humid, a thunderstorm in the afternoon at a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Uh, it's a Tuesday edition, but I think if you went to work today, it kind of feels like the Monday edition, right? Yeah, and that's always great. Like, when you think it's Monday and you find out it's Tuesday, then you're like, I am living right. Yeah, that's really good. Very nice. Hey, um, there was something really weird uh, of course, we. Uh, this is at the U.S. Open. <laughs> but, but I, I, yeah, I know. It's like hard to know how to talk about well, it. Well, right? because it involves anti-Semitism, which I got to be honest. When was the first time in your life that you were aware of anti-Semitism? Any idea? The idea. That's a good question. My mom's uh, my my mom's best friend Diane yeah. uh, is Jewish, yeah. and so I grew up with her. So I don't think I ever realized that there was anti-Semitism until I learned about World War II in school. I don't think I ever knew about it. I bet it was sixth grade. Sixth grade. Well, Maybe fifth grade was probably the first time that we touched World War II. Well, okay. I mean, 
of course, everybody learns about World War II, at least he used to, you know, in, in civics class, history class and whatnot. But it wasn't for me. It really wasn't for me until I was in college where I heard the word anti-Semitism. And I was like, what? Like freshman in college. Yeah, like what does that mean? A guy that I knew, a Jewish guy, brought it up. He said his, uh, his brother was part of the JDL. And the I was Jewish like, Defense League? Yeah. So like the Anti-Defamation League. Right. And I was like, what is that whole thing? So then he kind of went off on this thing about, you know, anti-Semitism. And to be honest, like, you know, growing up as a Catholic schoolboy, it shocked me that such, such a thing would even exist. Right? So now we live in this era where I would believe, like, look, here we like are in the everyone, backyard. Everyone on earth is supposed to know about World War II. Right. As well, you should in the Holocaust and the, the eradication of millions and millions of Jews and other people in you know in the ovens in Germany and all that. So this past weekend at the U.S. Open, a German player is on the court. Okay, there they are, right in Queens, New York. In Queens, as a large Jewish population, New York City alone is a large Jewish population. To get into the U.S. Open, you're going to pay a minimum of a thousand dollars for a ticket, a minimum. A German player's playing. Okay. He hears someone singing the first lines of Adolf Hitler's German national anthem. What, like out loud? Yes. Like in the during the match? Yep. Which is, of course, deeply offensive. The guy, the German guy, says, stop, I need to stop this match. I just heard this, and this is after the fact. He, he told this to a reporter. I just heard this, and because I'm German, I am deeply ashamed of this mm. in my my country's history, whom I love. I love my German country, but this, of course, yeah. was wrong. You need to find that person and evict that person. Well, quickly, the word went out. People in the audience at the U.S. Open stood up and said, that guy in the blue hat. The guy stood up. He essentially shrugged his shoulders. Security came. And they took him out. He paid a thousand dollars or more to get into the he U.S. Was in the first Open row and sing the the first bars of the Nazi anthem. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding me! What does that say about us? That, Nothing that, good. That there is unavowed anti-Semitism on public display at a national sporting event, a worldwide sporting event. And to think that there won't be any repercussion from that, or you're just trying to stir the pot so deeply, you feel emboldened to do that? I don't understand that at all. I don't all. understand that either. What is it? it? How have we lost our way? Look, I just feel like anti-Semitism is a spiritual thing. The fact that it never, ever goes away. It never goes away. Depending on what century you're talking about, right. there is always persecution of the Jewish people. And I... That's all I can think of is that it's a, it's an ascent to evil. And the number one place that that manifests is in hatred towards God's people. That's what it's that's that's a guess. Uh, no, I can't I'm disagree not talking with out guess. of any education right. or knowledge Just or study. Just your lived experience. Exactly. That's that's the only thing that makes any sense. And so here we are in the city of Pittsburgh, which of course people died in the worst anti-Semitic Semitic uh, event in US history. Right here, five years ago, and still this conversation goes on. Mm-hmm. I just, to my okay. heart of hearts, I'll okay. never understand. So first it. off, you said, "What does that say about us?" It says 
nothing good. But I, I take that back because the fact that he was evicted, the fact that the German player said, I don't want to be associated with this, and the fact that it wasn't allowed to continue, that does say something yes, good. Yes, it does. Yeah, right. The, the, the fact that the dude know. would be bold enough to do it is really Really sick. What circles are you surrounding yourself in? Right, that you think that that's okay to do. Any information on who the guy is? Did no. they look into his? Well, mm. I bet I bet the FBI is looking very, into every little bit of his sure. life. I mean, you, know, you leave a paper trail. You yep. bought a ticket for you know yep. a thousand plus dollars. Of course, you're going to be there. It just breaks your heart. It really does. And I, you know, like we talked about before, you know, it, it's always easy to point the finger at where we are right now. And of course, the, the rise of it is, and you people fall into the hole because they're on social media with Twitter and whatnot, mm -hmm. and you find like-minded people, like the shooter did at the Tree of Life, who nod their head and say, right. yeah, you're right, go for it. Right. If you've never read The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, you just have to read it. And the beginnings of the book uh, talk about her parents, especially her father's commitment to the Jewish people. He was a Christian man, but he felt like it was his obligation as a Christian, his responsibility to guard them um, because they were God's chosen. And of course, that led them into uh, building the hiding place and securing Jews after the Nazis uh, began the occupation of the Netherlands yep. and, of course, sent all of them, all of the family to uh, different concentration camps Heaven because of their commitment to the Jewish people. So, you know, if, if, if you're out there and you've never really considered, uh, you know, what the relationship between Christians and Jews should be or, you know, how we as Christians should respond in uh, times of anti-Semitism, that's the number one book I would send your way. Say it again. The Hiding Place. Corey Ten Boom. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay, let us take a quick break. When we come back, the Reverend Terry Tim will be with us. Our labor in the Lord. What does that look like? There's more about Labor Day than just we thought about yesterday. It continues today. We're glad you're along. It's the Tuesday edition. The Ride Home. One hundred one point five W O R D. To fight or not to fight? What a great question it is! On the next Adventures in Odyssey, a pair of schoolyard bullies causes Cody to struggle with an important decision. Whit helps by telling the story of Telemachus, a young man who hated violence and tried to be a man of peace in a violent world. But could he really do that? And how far would he go to find the answer? Find out on the next Adventures in Odyssey tonight at eight on one hundred one point five Word FM W O R D. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. 
turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Do you ever feel more like roommates than soulmates? I think you go into marriage naive. I didn't feel like I had a say. We just kept butting heads. We were on autopilot. Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway is coming to Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Cleveland this fall. It's fun. It helps you center on God. Attend a weekend to remember. Amen. It's a must. Register by September 18th and save 50% on all weekends at weekendtoremember.com. First Corinthians 15, 58 says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that the labor in the Lord is not in vain. Happy to have the Reverend Terry Tim back on the program. Terry's the pastor of Christ Community Church in the South Hills. Terry, good to have you back. Hi, Kathy. I want to say happy Labor Day. Thank to you, you to you as well. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, today is Labor Day. Oh, t- wait. I thought yesterday was Labor Day, Ter. Well, it was. It was yesterday. Okay. But I, I want to suggest, in light of the scripture text that you just read, every day is Labor Day. Every day. Not, not so much a day to take off, like many of us did yesterday, but a day to be more intentional and focused on the work that God has entrusted to us. <laughs> That's good. So okay, so to, to start us off, then, then you're saying that we are called by God to labor. One of the beautiful things in the creation narrative that we find at the beginning of of Scripture is this creation of humankind. God creates male and female in God's image, and and theologians and philosophers have talked about what does it mean to be created in God's image? I mean, they've been debating that and philosophizing and theologizing about that for thousands of years. I want to just suggest one way that we bear the image of God is through our work. Mm-hmm. When we work, when when you and Kath, you know, the two of you, when you come on air and do your work hosting this program, you are imaging God to the world. You're showing the world what God is like because part of God's being is work. God is a worker, and when we work, we're imaging God to the world. Hmm. So, yes, that's a long answer to your question. Good. We're called to work. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe, uh, is it true then, is it all about the paycheck or is it about something else? No, I. you know, go, go back to the garden. Adam and Eve 
there's no no account in Genesis, and not even in the footnotes, not even the Hebrew hidden Hebrew text. There's no paycheck, right? Right. Uh, one of my mentors in this space is a pastor in Kansas City, Tom Nelson, and he always says contribution precedes remuneration. Hmm. Like our work is first and foremost about contributing. Yeah. To the common good, to the common grace, to the work that God wants to do in the world. Now, sometimes there's a paycheck attached to it. And and for many of us, that's really, really important as we support ourselves and support our families. And there's economic engines that happen in our culture. But primarily, fundamentally, I would say we work because God wants us to contribute mm -hmm. to the well-being of the cosmos and the well-being of others. Hmm. So it's not so to take it out of uh, Tom's very nice language. Um, it's not just about the money. It's not just about the money. It's it's about uh, it, Pope Francis years ago in a homily. He said, "Work anoints humanity with dignity." Mm -hmm. Think yeah. think about that for a moment. Like you know, when we actually work with our hands, with our heart, with our minds, when we collaborate with other people we can really come alive. Yes. And, and you also sometimes, you know, when people lose their jobs, you know, one of my, my first ministry was back in the, the 1980s and I served a church in Beaver County and it was right at, at kind of the, the beginning of the shutting down of the steel mills. And I counseled and sat with so many men who lost their jobs and they, they, they felt like they lost their identity, their sense of purpose and being. Their whole identity was wrapped up in their work. And, you know, helping them detach from that, like your your identity is not in your work, but you have been designed to be a worker. And so when, when we do meaningful work, uh, it, it, it helps us walk a little bit taller and stand up a little bit firmer. And uh, as Pope Francis says, it anoints humanity with dignity. So, you know, you see that sometimes little little children, maybe in a classroom, you got a, a child who's a little bit, you know, unruly or, you know, pushing the envelope. Give that child a job, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they take responsibility and, and they grow up a little bit. Right. So it really is about our contribution to the well-being of the world. So, Tara, I, I, I always thought about this. I mean, as a child, you know, speaking of children, to go back to Sunday school, you know, there's Adam and Eve, and uh, they're in the garden, and everything's excellent. I mean, surrounded by all this, all everything's met. Mm -hmm. But then they sin, and they're forced to leave the garden and essentially go to work. But but that's wrong, though, isn't it? Because because work was introduced prior to the sin. You're exactly right, and I think that's one of the fundamental. Uh, problems that I've seen in, in churches that I've served. And as I talk to kind of Christians in general, many of us look at work as like uh, a punishment, like because Adam and C Eve sinned, because we sin now, the consequence of that sin is we have to work. But as you said, the truth is, if you go back to the beginning of the story in Genesis one and two, God entrusts Adam and Eve with work. He he sets them in the garden and says, take care of this, cultivate it, make much of it. And and boy, I would have loved I love to have some video of what it was like for the first humans to to actually cultivate this good creation and bring more and more and more and more out of it. Sin does make our work more difficult. And, and one of the phrases I like to use, and we use in our churches, uh, quite often I ask people, 
where do you experience the thorns and the thistles in your work? Where do you experience hardship? What, what obstacles are in your field, so to speak? And all of us face those with regularity. And, and so we, we live in the dynamic of, yeah, there is brokenness in the world. Sometimes that's, you know, technology that doesn't work right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's entire systems could be an educational system, a healthcare system, an economic system that's fraught with thorns and thistles. And it does make work very, very laborious. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, we are we are called to be workers. So you're saying that if sin entered the world after uh, Adam and Eve were given tasks to do, we're, you know, we're giving ownership, um, they were responsible for the garden, um, then what, what's the goodness in work that, we, that still remains? What's that like a remnant of Eden that we still have? Yeah. Well... Have you ever sat down like in a in a restaurant and your server has brought you a dish that when you put it into your mouth mm -hmm. pops with goodness? Like that's the goodness of work. That you have a chef who's in the kitchen and, and that chef collects resources from God's good creation and they use their creativity and their ingenuity to take this ingredient, match it up with this ingredient, a little bit of this spice, a little bit of this herb, and all of a sudden, the, the sum is so much more than the parts, and the goodness of creation pops forth in our mouth. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or you see a teacher who, who structures and organizes their classroom in such a way that children are wrapped with attention. And that teacher is is embedding good and true and beautiful principles into the lives of his or her students. Like that's the goodness of work. Yeah. And there's remnants of it all around us. If we just open our eyes and ears and hearts to, to, to pay more attention. And I think that's part of what, you know, the Apostle Paul is saying in this text. Uh, you read from one particular translation, but one of my favorite uh, translations is, I don't even actually know what it is, but it's, it says this, be steadfast, be immovable. Yeah, I like that, too. I love that. Be steadfast. Um, you know, the, the, the word picture underneath that is like, get locked in, get dialed into your work. Yeah, you, you guys are pirate fans, right? Cabra, Cabra, Cabrian Hayes right now. Oh, is my gosh. He's on it, isn't he? He's going to work. He's on it. He's locked in. Yep. And. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying, like people of God, get locked in, get focused on your work, get in the zone and stay there. Like be so attentive to the work, whatever that work is, again, paid, unpaid, volunteer, service, whatever it might be, um, just get locked in and stay there and keep your you know hand on the plow, so to speak, day in and day out. Yeah, that's really good. And find that goodness. I have two things, uh, Terry that involve work that are keepsakes for me that I, that I just love. Uh, I was looking through mm. some stuff the other day and, and found wrapped in a little piece of paper, my grandmother's handwriting and inside the piece of paper was a nickel <laughs> and it says Johnny's first paycheck. So oh, I, I did that's something. So awesome. Yeah. 
I must have, I'm not sure what work I did that I got a nickel that somehow has been saved for more than 60 years. And also, you know, I think all of us, one of my favorite things in the entire life is one of my kids' um, potholders, right? One of those mm. little ones that they make on the little loom? Yes, that I still <laughs> use in the kitchen anytime I'm using it because they made that. They, they worked that, and they made that for me. Mm-hmm. Those two things are very powerful in my life. They are, are remnants of work. Yeah, and they're beautiful. I love that. A, a nickel that's over 60 years old Join that reminds page. you of the goodness of work and the, the not only the contribution that you made, but the, the remuneration that came with it and that, that potholder from your children. Again, it's it's functional, but it's more than that, right? Yeah. It, there's meaning and purpose behind that. And I wish... I wish all of us had some of those remnants, those keepsakes, those those things that we could touch. Because, quite frankly, you know, again in this text, you know, the Apostle Paul says to the church then and now, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. And so, when whatever you did back when you were five, you can't even remember what it is. No, but but I would suggest that we we need to look for ways to see that our work is not just work, we're not just laboring, but in some way, shape, or form, our work is connected to the work that God is doing in the mm-hmm. world. Right. Yeah, so he's working and we're working because we're made in his image. Yes, and that God, you know, one of the things that, that happens so often is we, we get caught up in this sacred secular divide and like, oh, okay, well, John and Kathy, they work at a Christian radio station, so they're doing the work of the Lord. Or Terry Tim is a pastor of a church, he's doing the work of the Lord. Yes, we are doing the work of the Lord. But teachers can be doing the work of the Lord. Everybody. Plumbers, yeah. architects, accountants, ITs, moms, dads, grandparents, everyone can find ways to connect the dots between their work and the work that God is doing in the world to make the world more and more and more like God actually intends it to be. Mm. And I like to say to people, like, if you can't, if you can't connect the dots, then you need to do one of two things. You need to rethink your work and maybe find a different line of work, or you need to spend more time in prayer asking God to show you how the work of your hands or your heart actually maps on to the work that God is doing in the world. That's really good. Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We need to step away for just a minute. Terry, can you stay with us? Sure, be glad to, guys. Excellent. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. We'll work through this commercial break and then come back. Stay with us. <laughs> If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across 
across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE. And your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Hey, Kath. Hey, John. Dr. Woodrow Kroll, does that name sound familiar? Oh, sure. Okay, he taught the Bible here on Word FM for 23 years before he retired from radio back in 13. That's cool. Uh, Is he still retired? Well, he actually only retired for four or five days, but then he said that God reminded him of a promise he made to train untrained pastors. Apparently, the most serious need of churches in economically challenged countries is that need to train their untrained pastors. And so that's where you come in. You know, there's an urgent need in East Africa that we know of. Hundreds of pastors that have no training in the Bible or theology. And, of course, they struggle. And they want and need training. Which is why Dr. Kroll says God led him to start the Helios Project, to train as many untrained pastors as we can. Our goal at Word FM is to train 570 this month. Look online at trainapastor.com to learn more about Dr. Kroll's ministry. Junction Center Productions presents Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. November 19th, Greensburg, Pennsylvania at Word of Life Church. Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. Sponsored by Compassion International. One night, two artists, all your favorite songs. Get your tickets at JunctionCenterProductions.com. Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Don't let biased algorithms or degree screens or exclusive professional networks or stereotypes Don't let anything keep you from discovering the half of the workforce who are stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time to tear the paper ceiling and see the stars beyond it. Find out how you can make stars part of your talent strategy at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. Patchy clouds tonight, warm and humid, low 68, partly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. It's possible danger of dehydration and heat stroke while doing strenuous activities, the high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm with a thunderstorm, the low 69. Mostly cloudy Thursday, humid, a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We're back with the Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church in the South Hills. Terry, you've been with us for a long time, many, many years, and, and we always appreciate your transparency because it um, wasn't that long ago when your daughter and your grandson, they were suffering through some health issues, and especially in the weirdness of the pandemic, you were able to share that with it, the difficulty of caring for people who were fragile in those in those medical states. So just as a means of, as an update, would you mind sharing us what, what happened and where things are now? Oh yeah, John, Th- thanks for that. And I, I do appreciate uh, our long-term friendship and the opportunity that I've had over the years to, to spend time with you and Kath and, and your listeners on the air. And 
been so encouraging. Yeah, yeah. Three three years ago, uh, it's hard to believe it's three years ago that our youngest daughter was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then a uh, uh, second a year later, she was diagnosed again, uh, had a reoccurrence, and so we've we've traveled uh, a lot around that space, and you know, I map that onto you know, parenting is a lot of work. Yeah. And there's no paycheck attached to parenting. There's right. only a lot of a lot of debits in your uh, bank account <laughs> and your energy account. Right. But it, it it comes with the territory. And you know it was really really hard in you know particularly in the midst of the pandemic. But but our daughter Abby is doing really really quite well. Great. Um, she's you know she's back to work full time. Uh, she's got a promotion in, in her job. She's providing leadership in in, in the workplace. And she has scans every three months. Okay. Uh, so that that's going to be a project really for the next couple of years. And so as grateful as we are uh, for her well-being in this season, it's kind of like one of those hold your breath in between sure. scans. Uh, you just you just never know. But we, we, we thank God for what where she is now and, and trust God trust God with her every day. I mean, we do that with all of her kids, but when you face, you know, life-threatening illnesses and sicknesses, it, it ups the, uh, it ups the prayer and the dependence on God, uh, exponentially. Yeah. I was driving down Fifth Avenue today, Terry, leaving Oakland to come here to the station, and I passed by uh, Montefiore Hospital and um, the Fall Clinic, and I remembered all of the uh, doctor's appointments I took my dad to there when he was going through his cancer treatments. And when I passed by the driveway, I looked in the parking lot, and I said out loud, uh, it was just me in the car, I said, uh, Jesus, thank you for being with me during those times, because I wasn't alone. Um, and I just, uh, those were such hard days, but in hindsight, I see so much grace in that, um, even though it was terrible and I'd never, ever, ever want to do it again. Uh, do you have similar thoughts, Terry, as you kind of think back on what all that was like for you and your family? Oh, Kath, that, that resonates so deeply. Yeah, I thought it would. I mean, I mean, we, we, we live in, we live in this city here in Pitt, those of us in Pittsburgh, where we have access to some of the finest healthcare in the universe, right? And and doctors who are experts in their field and cutting edge treatments. And so, you know, our daughter, Abby, she had access to all of that and doctors and technicians and nurses who cared deeply, deeply for her. And they were manifestations of God's healing presence in her life. And, and yet, you know, the, those moments of, uh, wondering, questioning, sadness, stress, that there it's all wrapped up in there as well. And as you said, you know, God is with us. I mean, this, this reality of God's omnipresence, you know, that, that's a theological concept, but the, the reality that we can experience in those hard moments. I actually, last week I get, I had, I personally got to take two trips to Presby's ER. What? And, and uh, I, I, have a, I lacerated my cornea in a freak accident. Ouch. And yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, I've got my sunglasses right on right, right now, but I was in the ER and they were doing all sorts of crazy stuff to my eyes. Mm. And I have to say like one of the things that helped me in that moment was gratitude. 
like I, I I tapped into Philippians, you know, for mm-hmm. to be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And I tried to focus. I said, thank you, God, for this doctor who is caring for me right now. Thank you, God, for this piece of equipment that mm-hmm. they are using to look into my eyes to make sure things are the way they're supposed to be. Like, you know, that's a shift for me. Like I just typically around medical things, I just want to panic, but, but living with this sense of gratitude and, and, you know, I drive by, you know, Abby's Abby has spent, you know, hours and days and weeks, you know, in the Hillman cancer center here in Pittsburgh at the Mary Lemieux cancer center. Like, and when I drive by there, it's a prayer of Thanksgiving. God, you were with her. You use those people, you use this place. And I am really thankful for that. Fabulous. Wow, Terry. First off, I'm very sorry that you had to do. Is your eye okay? It's I'm. It's a slow process. It's another part of God teaching me patience. Oh, so. Terry. Gosh. So you wear you wearing sunglasses all the time, like you're super cool. Yes, I I preached this Sunday for the first time ever in sunglasses. So I said, I, <laughs> you I know, you've wanted to before. Channeling my inner Bono, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Listen, for all the time it took us to read Surrender, something was going to rub off. It was bound to happen. That's good, yeah. Very nice. You got to buy yourself a, pair, a new pair of uh, Ray-Bans just because, you there know, you it's a work yeah. expense now. Exactly. You can write it off. <laughs> the heck? Terry, Terry, good to talk to you. It's great to talk to you, Kathy and John. Thanks again for your support. Always your a great pleasure. Mm-hmm. Love you, Terry. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back. Um, we're going to do, does this make sense? Does it? Does. I mean, a lot of things don't make sense, but some things do make sense. We'll I talk think, about I that think next. a lot of things don't. Yeah. 101.5 WORD. We're continuing our study in the book of James this week. We'll find out why gossip is a destructive sin, not a form of entertainment. We'll discover how to identify and resist even its subtler forms. And we'll learn to plan properly without presumption. That's our focus this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. For me, the little things in life make me smile the hardest like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, you know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month 
No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Introduce a young child you know to Jesus by requesting the colorful picture book titled Stories of Jesus, available today from Truth For Life. This is a collection of 21 short stories drawn from the Gospels that teach about Jesus from his birth to his ascension. The book also highlights events that are the fulfillment of God's promises. Request Stories of Jesus at truthforlife.org donate. Does what make sense? Breakfast. Now I know you think, okay, well, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, everybody's supposed to eat three meals a day. But, I mean, that's not a mandate that we eat three meals a day. I generally don't eat breakfast. Okay. Do you not eat breakfast because... No, because I just don't feel like it. However, when we had fresh peaches... Yes. I was having fresh peaches with a tiny little touch of cereal and some milk, and then that was excellent. What kind of cereal? Uh, Honey bunches of yeah, oats? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a delicious yeah, option. That was easy. So whenever I did that, I was like, yeah. But like just day to day, I really don't care to have it. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, although I don't want to negate anybody else's right. encouragement. Don't try to be too nice, John. It's, does this make sense? No, Breakfast for me doesn't make sense yeah well that's wacky no actually i totally agree with you i don't think it does make sense what i'm just not hungry neither am i my wife's like you know she's in there like making peppers yeah and right uh, a big breast she's a big breakfast person often she will yeah she's like chowing it kind of makes me ill to smell yeah mm-hmm. i'm like that's way too much right but in those rare instances where you do go and have breakfast what if you go out for breakfast. That makes perfect <laughs> See, all of a sudden I'm yeah, hungry yeah, it then. Does. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So in that instance, yeah. so it makes sense periodically, but not daily. I mean, breakfast is such a simple meal. I mean, like two scrambled eggs and a piece right. of toast. But that's more but than enough. But here's the thing. I'm going to, God willing, go home tonight and have that for dinner. Oh, that's your so okay. breakfast, dinner is breakfast food yeah, makes good. sense all the time. Yeah, that's good. But breakfast at breakfast time? I don't feel like that does make sense. All right. Does this make sense? Clowns. (laughs) I mean, clowns have gotten a bad rap. I don't think they have. They have gotten a bad Uh, rap. You know, I I mean, you know, like. If you get a bad rap, that means it's kind of undeserved. Well, I mean, you see clowns, right? For many years, the clowns were like, oh, super fun and entertaining. Now they're kind of like evil. But, you know, they're, right? Well, that has to do with Stephen King, I think, is a a large portion of. But like, Why our society looks at a friend's A friend of ours was a clown. She's passed. Donna Schuster, who I loved. Yeah. She was an excellent clown. She brought a lot of fun to people's lives. Yeah. But generally, yeah. are you happy to see a clown? Never. Were you always unhappy to see a clown? Yes. Really? 
My parents had an oil painting of a clown, a oh. sad clown oh, growing up. What? I'm scarred. Why did they have that? They, they must have liked clowns. They, I, I don't think that makes sense. Maybe it made sense at one time. I don't think it makes sense now. Really? See, I think clowns do make sense, especially at breakfast. Donald Trump warned America. The U.S. dollar is under attack, and it's becoming less and less valuable by the day. Hyperinflation and speculation is killing your retirement. Don't leave your money sitting in cash. It's time you diversified and protected your future with physical precious metals. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and get your free digital dollar survival kit and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver today. Call Advantage Gold now at 800-900-8000 to get your free digital dollar survival kit. And you may qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Advantage Gold is the number one rated gold and silver company in America. Your future is precious. Protect it today when you call Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. That's 800-900-8000. Summer is almost over and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit GoBachmans.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. An important message from Medicare. Between your doctor visits taking the right medications at the right times, and following advice from different doctors, managing two or more chronic conditions like high blood pressure, arthritis, or diabetes can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Chronic care management services can help you get the connected care you need by connecting the dots between your medical appointments, pharmacy, and hospital visits. Your doctor will work with you to create a care plan and check in with you between visits, keeping you on track, and helping you with your health goals so you can spend more time doing what you love. If you have Medicare, ask your doctor about chronic care management services and get the connected care you need. For more information, visit Medicare.gov and search for chronic care management. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. John Hall taking off a few minutes early today on his way to the Buccos game. Bucks are playing the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. And because it's back to school time, uh, the first pitch is at 630 instead of 705. So uh, John is making his way down there. If you are making your way down there, cheer loud. Uh, I enjoy 
the Pirates beating the Brewers so much, almost as much as I enjoy the Pirates beating the Cardinals. Because, you know, I, I think I heard over the weekend that if the Pirates would have won Sunday, that would have been a sweep over the cards. But uh, they dropped that. I think it, the final score was 6-4 um, on Sunday. But if they would have won, it would have been the first sweep Pirates over Cardinals in 28 years. That is how much domination the St. Louis Cardinals have had over our poor Buccos. And you know what? It felt good. It felt super good to just, you know, see the Bucks take them down. And last night, that was a really fun game to watch last night, um, the Brewers. Jacks, it, it, the pitcher for tonight was TBD until maybe, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Uh, and Jackson's pitching tonight. And he was so good when he first, uh, when he first, I don't know if he came up or he was part of a trade deal. Right now, I don't remember. But his first time out, first two times out, I think, he looked really, really terrific, then had a dip. So we'll kind of see how things go tonight. Um, anyway, so it's Bucks versus Milwaukee Brewers. First pitch, I think it's 635. Um, Lexi, I want to bring you into this conversation because, you know, You've only been working here how long? Uh, I want to say seven. Yeah, something like that. So we're still getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, what kinds of, I'm not sure about your personality, the kinds of things that you really um, gravitate toward. I'm going to tell you what I gravitate toward, and you can tell me uh, what what your corresponding thing is. Okay. Um, I have a new bit of luggage waiting for me when I get home tonight. Ooh. Yeah. It's a little, it's not a big thing. It's not like it's a roller or something. It's like, it's like an overnight bag. Yeah. And a small overnight bag. But it was on sale. Um, and so I decided to buy it. I kind of had my eye on it for a while. And like, I'm ridiculously excited about it. Like, it doesn't even. <laughs> makes sense how excited I am about it because I'm going on a trip at the end of this week and it's a car trip. It's not like I'm getting on an airplane or a train or anything like exotic. I'm just getting in my car and driving to Maryland, but having a new piece of luggage that has like compartments and has like organizational capabilities is thrilling. It is. Oh, it is for you too. It's so nice. Why is that? It's because it's all the little pockets and little Don't places you, you can love put the your little pockets? your baubles and things. I just love I love things with pockets. <laughs> so do I. I need to get a new purse because I bought this one purse and I was like, this has so many pockets and and then there's not enough pockets. There aren't I, enough pockets. There's I always think it's going to be enough pockets because I'm the kind of person who likes a smaller bag. Yes. Um. And then I'm like, well, there's not enough room. And then I get a bigger bag and I'm like, this is so heavy. I right. Who wants to carry things. this around? Yeah. It's right. a vicious cycle, but I love getting a new bag. I and can't... I love so many pockets. Okay. So when I talk to my husband about this, which I usually try to avoid, I'm married to the <laughs> kindest man on earth, but he has no concept or understanding of how this could possibly be interesting mm-hmm. and why I would spend money on such a thing. And so like he could use the he got luggage when he graduated from high school, which was in 1985. And he would be happy using that luggage. Like if I wouldn't have put my foot down and said, you know, how old luggage gets like sticky. Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe a decade ago, I said, I, I really think this has to go. And I don't mean to goodwill. I mean, like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would still be using it because he doesn't care. He just he wants if he wants to get where he's going, he doesn't care. Yeah. I obsess over bag possibilities. Mm-hmm. I look at a website and I think 
that's the size I'm looking for. Like, do I want, do I want a taller bag or do I want a wider bag? <clears throat> and I've decided on wider because I want to be able to see what I need. I don't mm -hmm. want to have to dig through. Like I used a backpack until recently, yeah. you know, to come to work. But I just realized I was doing a lot of vertical digging. Mm -hmm. You know, the backpack, you know, is is tall. And, th and I was always losing stuff in the bottom. And I thought, I think that part of my life's over. I think I want to leave the backpack behind. And now I want to move to like a wider option. Interesting. Because see, I'm kind of, I think I'm still in the backpack Are era. You? Okay. Uh -huh. Because I've been looking at bags and I'm like, and it's also because like mini book bags that are like kind of purses are like more in style they now. Are. Yes. And so... I've and do you, looking, does that feel good on your back? Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Well, I don't have like what I always get like the big backpacks. I'm so used to putting just a bunch of stuff in there. All your books and everything else you need in there. Yeah, I'm so used to carrying around a brick. Yes. <laughs> um, but I've been just looking at backpacks because I think those have the most, it's like, has the most pockets. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, so you and I are both into that organizational thing. Now, do you feel that way about drawers? No. <laughs> Interesting. What about your car? My car is a mess. Mine is a mess. Too. It's so bad. Every I don't like it, but it is a mess. Yeah, no, I feel every time I get into my car, I'm like, man, I should really clean it. And then I go home and then go into my house and I forget about it. And then I come back into my car and go, man, I should really clean my car after work. Like I would appreciate it if it was clean. Yeah. But I'm not cleaning it. <laughs> I'm just same. not. I don't know why. why. What's It's like there's an invisible force which is keeping me from cleaning the inside of my car. No, seriously. I went to the car wash maybe three or four months ago, and I said, I'm doing a deep clean of my car at this car wash because you could go through the car wash, and then um, it's a place called Mod Wash where essentially you can go in, and at the very end of the um, of the car wash, you can go and pull in, and you can vacuum out your car. They have <sighs> the trash cans vacuum, and... Yeah. Um, like sprays and stuff like that that they that you can use to clean your car. And I was like, I'm getting it done. Yeah. And I spent two hours <gasps> on the inside of my car, and it still wasn't clean by the end. I was like, How do I have this much stuff in my car? It's, and it makes you disappointed in yourself, right? Yeah. I'm like, what? I was like, How did anyone let me get let my car get this bad? It's horrible. But I don't drive with anyone ever. Right. So I think I that's either. part of it. So it's like, Oh, I'm in my own little. I'm in my own little pig pen. No one else is in here, so no one else has to worry about it. Right. I'm the one that has to but deal with it. But we would be happier people if we didn't let it get to that place. <laughs> no, exactly. It's a vicious cycle. Okay, cabinets. I was literally just texting my partner and saying, I'm going into my apartment tonight, and I'm cleaning out and reorganizing the cabinets. Good, good. And that's going to be a terrific night. And time well spent. Yes. And you're going to go to bed tonight and you're going to feel happy with your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I did a deep clean of my apartment when I got home from Labor Day activities. Good for you. And I was like, my house needed this. It's a mess. Yeah. Right? You mm -hmm. need to like take. So I spent Saturday uh, in the basement. My daughter and I just decided we're going to hit it hard and we did mm -hmm. and we took boxes but we had the save pile the give pile and the trash pile and we just made it happen and yeah. it was really satisfying i've got a lot more room in my basement i took a lot of stuff to goodwill so hopefully people can get it and use things that they don't have the funds to buy and i don't need and so i felt good about the whole thing but i really need a good two weeks off to really make the whole thing happen. No, yeah. I was thinking the same thing because 
as I was doing my deep clean yesterday, that part of that came with doing a lot of laundry that I have been letting pile up. And I'm putting away laundry and I'm like, I have no room for these clothes and I still have more clothes to wash. Yeah, and that's not good, it's right? It's not. And I and I sat down and I was like, okay, this weekend, you know what you're going to do, Lexi? You're going to sit there and you're going to go through everything. And if you haven't worn it in the past six months, throw it out. Did you? No, not <laughs> going to do it next weekend is what I meant. But I like sat there and as right, I was holding okay. things, I was like, I'm like beating myself up about it. I'm like, all right, this is what you're going to do this weekend. Nothing else is getting done until you do this. Yes. Like, it was just insane. Yeah, I know. And I, when when I renovated a portion of, of my house last year, I really went through my entire house. Mm-hmm. And I felt v- every closet, every under the under every bed like there was there was not a stone unturned so that was only a year ago mm-hmm. and but what happened is a lot of the things i didn't have space for i put in the basement and so now oh. it's time to go through that yeah you know what i mean and you think there are people who don't have clothes to wear who don't have a house to live in the least i can do is be grateful for what i have and keep it in good shape yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. Be. It's just I have so many blankets that I haven't used. And I was like, I think I'm going to go try and find a homeless shelter that will take these. Exactly. I'm sure that they would appreciate these way more than my closet. Will, right. Collecting and, you're dust. Not, and you're not. And, and you know what I was obsessing about last night? New blankets. Exactly. <laughs> I was, too. I, <laughs> I'm going to get rid of these blankets and then get what new ones. Is, I just I found this blanket and I was like. I think that would be awesome. It's a travel blanket, Ooh. so it rolls up like really, really, you know, small, mm-hmm. and it's very light, and it also has like a cooling feature to it. Oh, I think that'd be perfect for an airplane. But I'm not going on an airplane, so there's no <laughs> so reason. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on today's ride home. Have yourself a great night, Pittsburgh. We'll see you right back here same time tomorrow. The ride home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.